My name is Brianna, and I welcome you to the Tales of Adventure, a D&D podcast like no other. My name's Glenn. I actually manage a game store. I've been playing D&D since uh, the Red Box first came out in the 70s. That fancy got very messy there for a minute. I was worried it was going to cause more damage. You remain surprisingly calm, though. It is just the way people are at times. These things, they do happen. That's true, but it's not very often a full-out fistfight breaks out in the bar and there's someone who just sits there and calmly observes. If my abilities were needed, I would have used them. It seems to have worked itself out. It is just a tiff, I suppose one would call it. A tiff, but a messy one. But yes, as you said, it did work itself out. My name is Isra, by the way. I am Theron of the Stone Path. Theron of the Stone Path. I believe I've heard of this order. I've heard of many very interesting stories. We are an old order. We have existed since the dawn of the mountains themselves. I am one of many. And yet you are the first one I have met. Do the members of your order not travel very often? We are rather isolationist. I am the only one currently away from monastery. That is how it has always been. One among the world. Interesting. So, how long have you been a part of this monastery? I was born into it. Which is not the way we generally do things. Generally, one is discovered during our journeys, but I was discovered before I was even born. How is that possible? How do you go about discovering your new followers? The Earth guides us. One of our order just... We just know the Earth tells us those who are ready for the path. And someone was told you are ready before you were born. That is the story I was told. Very interesting indeed. Not the typical method of recruitment. But I guess it works. It did in my case, at least. So how long have you been traveling outside of the monastery? I have been outside of the monastery for 1,127 days. So very specific. Do you have a certain amount of time you're allowed to be outside? 4,000 days. Very specific, and that must be fun to keep track of. It is interesting. I'm curious, what is life like inside of the monastery? We spend a lot of time in contemplation, trying to get closer to the earth itself. But we also spend a lot of time reflecting inward to find the peace that lies within all of us. Uh, We also spend a lot of time studying history and various texts. That is part of my job as well while traveling. I will not only keep my own thoughts and experiences in journals, I will collect other sources to send back to the monastery. Though we are isolationists, we try to stay as informed as we can of the workings of the world. 
there are the rare occasions when we have stepped outside of our home when the world needs it. Seems to me that you operate similar to the way that I do. I spent a fair amount of my time adventuring and trying to save the world, but I retired some time ago and now I just I travel, I gather information and and I keep an eye to see if there is anything that needs my attention. Ah, it seems we are common souls then. Seems we are indeed, though I'm hopefully you did not have the some of the same experiences that I've had. It's been a very long road. Well, if you ever find yourself in the way this mountains, you will be welcome to share your tales with those of us at the monastery. Though we do not leave, guests are quite welcome. I will definitely have to keep that in mind. I might have some business to attend to in that area sometime in the future. I'm curious, what was it like for you when you first stepped outside of the monastery? <sighs> well... The earth beneath my feet was still the same, for the earth is the earth. The first village I came to was the most interesting experience. And I should say that while we do not leave the monastery, we do travel the environs around it. So I had experience with nature as well before I left my home. But my first experience in a village, uh, that was eye-opening, I would say. Your first time meeting people outside of your monastery. Yes. It was the first time I had to use coinage in exchange for services. The monastery, we are fairly self-sufficient. The only ones among us who handle any sort of money, as it were, as those chiefest among our order, who will deal with traders from the outside. Everything else is provided for us in the monastery. So having to buy my own food and drink and pay for lodging that was a new experience for me. I imagine it took some time to understand how it works. I will admit my naivety in some issues, and I definitely was. I believe the term my one friend would use is I was fleeced more than once. An unfortunate reality of being in a world you don't understand is when people realize you don't understand it, they like to take advantage of it. That is true. So, how did you meet these friends of yours? Oh, well, there is Donna. That is the one who taught me how not to be fleeced. Good friend to have. A very good friend indeed. We have grown quite close. She is like a sister to me. A rather sister from a much different set of parentage than I am. She is, where I am small and stout, she is tall and graceful. We met not much unlike what happened here. She had just been rather forcibly removed from a local drinking establishment. And I had been on my way in, and we collided rather unceremoniously. It's always an interesting way to make a new friend. It certainly was. She has taught me much. She then led me to the rest of her followers, or companions, as it were. And the four of us have been together now for... Almost my entire time outside the monastery. I met Donna on the 27th day after leaving home. It's probably a good thing you did, otherwise you might have lost quite a bit more money. Well, that was the perfect time, because at that point I had no money. Perfect time indeed. I was not completely incapable. I had ways of earning coin, but it has been much more lucrative since I have met my friends. 
That is good to hear. I imagine you've had some interesting experience with these friends. That I have. We have gone on many adventures together. Not all of them successful, but one can learn from failure as well as one learns from success. That is true. Not many people realize that. And so they make these same mistakes over and over again. Yes, but everyone learns eventually, even if they're learning results in their death. Too true. So who are some of the others you've been traveling with? And what brings you to this area? Oh, we were just passing through here on our way. We are headed south. We hear that there is a group of trolls, I believe, that are harassing some locals. We have been tasked with dealing with them. Dawn of Jindley finds the work for us. Well, I believe they say they, they point me in a direction and I just move forward until I need to stop. Eh, that's fair enough. We have a priest with us as well. Even one who is as in tune to the earth as I am. Uh, tends to get bruised from time to time. Having, having a priest with us, well, Mal has been quite welcome at many a time. While I can comfort my own mind, it is not always possible to comfort my own body. That is true. That's why anytime I do have to go on some sort of adventure, I always take a priest or some kind of healer with me. Because inevitably, either I or one of my traveling companions will get the snot beaten out of us, and it's never pleasant. That does not sound pleasant at all. It really isn't. People tend to hire me to fight some very, very large things. We have had our... Encounters with those of exceptional size as well, but nothing that has not been able to been overcome with the strength of arms that we bear. I would assume so, based on the fact that you're sitting here in one piece. Yes. I've seen what happens when someone goes up against something that's too big for them. It is not. Uh, there at one point was five of us in our little group, but getting swallowed tends to put an end to one's adventuring ways. Oh, that's, that's a terrible way to go. I'm sorry you lost a friend that way. Yes, it was unfortunate. Were you able to kill the beast, at least? We were not. This is uh, one of our learn-from-failure moments. Rather tragic failure indeed. Once again, I apologize you had to experience that. I will be honest... Bramble is not missed all that much. No? Not a very pleasant traveling companion? They were... What is the best term I could use? Um, miserable. It was always too hot, or too cold, or too wet, or too dry. Or the long was too walk, or the long was too short, or the walk was too short. It was... It was trying even on me. So they were miserable themselves and miserable to others. That they were. I had a traveling companion like that once. I may have gotten them drunk and then left them passed out in the tavern. I think they just were alright. A little confused, but alright. Well, that has happened numerous times with my companion Sharg. Sharg tends to drink herself senseless on a very regular occasion. Apparently it is the way of her people. I was about to say that's unfortunate, but now that you say that, that does make sense. I have my affinity for the Earth. Sharg has an affinity for the Ale. Fat traveling companions like that, too. But Sharg is quite useful in a fight. 
Where I have my immovability, she has ferocity. It's always a good thing to have a little bit of both. Yes. You deal with the people who get past herd, I imagine. I am the wall, she is the spear. Hmm, That's a good way of phrasing it, I like that. So, do you sometimes miss life in the monastery? I do. I miss those that I grew up with. Um, But I know that I will see most of them again someday. That is my belief, at least. If not in this world, then definitely in the next. That is a good way of looking at it. It's often hard to leave home, but you seem relatively at peace with it, and you've found a new home in a way. I have. It will be difficult to leave those that I have grown accustomed to behind. It always is. It always is. But that's the way life happens sometimes. It is. I, I can... I know for certain that Shard would not do well at the monastery. No, I would assume not. Shard is at home with a cask of ale, and as it has been proven many a night, a stable to sleep it off in. Stables are not the most pleasant places to sleep in. You wake up smelling very stinky. Well, that is a general state that Shard is in. I have grown used to the scent. That, I imagine that will make returning to the monastery even stranger, because you're going to be wondering where the stench went. Well, I can always wander down to the stables and be reminded. The smell of of wet horse, and then just splash a bit of ale around, and it'll be just like I'm back with my friends. That is true. And plus, you have, I imagine you have a fair amount of time before you have to return. I have a little over 2,800 days. Plenty of time. Indeed, plenty of time. So I hope. Have you been able to see much of the world with these friends? Oh, we have traveled almost the breadth of the the kingdom so far. We have not been south before, so this will be a new experience for me. That is quite impressive. So do you travel around helping those in need? Those in need and those who can pay, though it is not always the same people. We will help as we can, but uh, well, I myself may be a bit more inclined to help those that need it. Uh, as Donna will say, we still have, what is the term that she always uses? Bills to pay. Uh, that's true. The life in an adventure is not always a cheap one. What with all the travel and expenses and having to repair your weapons and buy new armor and all uh, that. Well... That is something my companion thing to deal with. My weapons are simply what I was born with. Indeed, I've seen monks fight before. It's always very inspiring and sometimes a little terrifying, depending on what god they serve. That is quite true. So what are some of the interesting jobs you've been hired for? Oh, let's see. Well, there was the wyvern I mentioned. That was interesting. You fought the wyvern? We did. That is one of our success stories. I did mention the demise of poor Bramble to a great worm. That was one of our failures, as it were. Um, Too many adventurers have fallen to worms, but they're really hard to kill. They are, especially when they burrow deep beneath the ground. We cannot follow them. As attuned as I am with the earth, I do not control it. It's a hard thing to control, that's for sure. It is beyond our control. Let's see. There was also, uh, there was an interesting young chap who had come across 
an item of considerable power that he was not adept at using. Caused a lot of damage to the capital city uh, before we were able to subdue him and remove the item from his possession. It also drove him quite mad, which is a pity. I believe I heard of that incident. I was too far away to get here in time to help, but that could have been quite terrible if you had not managed to subdue him before you did. Yes, yes, many died, and all for the folly of power. Power is the downfall of many, because those who seek it don't always understand how to use it. I have found that power is best kept in the hands of those who never wanted it. You make a very fair point. Usually those who do good with power are the ones who were forced into it. Yes, I would agree. Most of the time. That's true. Because a lot of those who don't want it all don't understand what to do with it. And can be easily manipulated at times. That is definitely true. Which causes other problems. Which is why the world has those like us to fix those problems. I'm curious, you said you were born in the monastery. Are your parents there as well? My father is a farmer. My mother lives near the monastery. Uh, my parents, they are no longer, well, they were never really together, as it were. As my mother says, they were young and they were in love, but they were also young and stupid. But I am as close as one of my order can be with my parents. I know they love me and I have feelings for them as well. That is good to hear. It's far too often you hear the people who have lost their family. Family is more important than many realize. I, I have found in my travels, along with my companions, that generally those of us that take up this life tend to have bleaker pasts. So having parents that are both alive and happy seems to be rather a unique feature of my background. It is indeed. You are one of the few more fortunate ones. I do consider myself. Have you kept in touch with them in your travels? Not since I left the monastery. Um, I have not seen them. Do you keep in touch with your monastery as you travel? I send word back to them as need be, along with texts I have found. So I do not hear back from them, though. I have heard no word from the mon monastery since the day I left. I imagine there will be much to talk about when you return then. Indeed. There will be 100 days of uh, the exchange of information as I relay all the things I have learned. It will be... A very long 100 days? It will, but a day itself is no longer than any other day. True, but 100 of them in a row is a lot of talking. It is quite a bit of talking, more than I am used to. Same here, but then I usually travel alone, so that makes sense. And since some of my movements tend to displease some powerful organizations, I tend to have to disappear from time to time. Thankfully, there are plenty of worlds for me to disappear into. That is true. There are more than a few villages that we are not... Well, they would not welcome us back with open arms. What did you do to incur their ire? Well, Dona has a habit of exaggerating our abilities when we are seeking employment, which has led to us, as in the case with Bramble, taking on tasks that are beyond our means. And even though we tried to help people, 
if we do not succeed, suddenly we become worse than the thing that was threatening the village in the first place. That makes sense, especially if you take the money up front. You've seen more than one adventuring party end up in a similar situation. Fighting off more than they can chew and then coming to regret it. That is definitely the case. And there have been one or two instances of Sharg imbibing a bit too much ale and let's just say cracking a few of the wrong skulls. Captains of the guard do not like their authority challenged in such ways. No, they do not. Sounds like your friends, while good to have her also quite the handful. That she is at times. That she is. And Donna encourages that behavior more often than not. Because it, as she says, makes for a good story. That is true. It often does. But we're still alive. Four of us, at least. Yeah, that's the important part. Traveling together for all those years, it's impressive. Especially if you have a habit of running into things you're not prepared for. That is true. But we do as best we can. That is all we can do, is it not? Yes. And it is also good to have the awareness of when one should no longer be where one is. A very important skill indeed if you want to stay alive in this world. It certainly is. Do you think you will miss the adventure life whenever you return? If I were to return now, I would say yes. I would definitely miss it. In some ways. I, I will miss the new experiences. I will miss the camaraderie on the road that is unique unto itself. Those that you have fought and bled with. I will welcome knowing where my bed is each night. And I will welcome knowing that I have no concerns for the meal that I will eat the next day or the day after that. I will I will not miss sleeping as, as soon as I am to the earth. I still enjoy a roof over my head. I will not miss the cold rain uh, seeping through my tent. I don't think anyone would miss that unless they've got a very unique relationship with water. Correct. Though the rain does bring the benefit of tempering shards odor. At least for a short time. I've known some people who are able to call down temporary rain who would use it to give their more smelly friends an unexpected shower. Very effective, but also my favorite part is sitting back and watching them get in a fight afterwards. <laughs> it can be rather entertaining. Because you can tell I neither see. wants to hurt the other. But say there is a certain amount of vengeance desired. I have... More than once had to calm Sharg. That is a good reason to have a priest with us as well. Too true, too true. I've heard many stories of people from your monastery, some of them from a very long time ago. I'm, I'm imagining most of them are not of you, of things that you did, because you haven't been out that long. But I imagine it makes your travels interesting. It does. There are, because of the way my order is, and only one of us uh, is within the world at a time, it does tend to blend us together into as if we were one person. The monk who traveled before me, uh, we, while we share the same affinity for the earth, we are hardly the same person. Of course. As you can see, I am, I am a halfling. 
And Daenerys was, I believe, we do not have a word for her kind here. She is from another plane. I think they call them Asimar, I believe. But they are not native to our world. But Daenerys was found by the monk before her. So she could do things I cannot. But exploits of her have been just attributed to a monk of the stone path. So when I appear, people recognize my crest, and they assume at times that I can do the same things. This is not always true. I imagine the fact that she was a female monk and you're the male helps mitigate some of that, but I've also pictured there were some male monks that tend to muddy those waters. There, there certainly are. And there are those that have long passed from this realm into the next. And even then, I am assumed to be the same person, even though it is an impossibility. I am not a thousand years old. Far from it. No, you do not look it. Though you could probably mislead someone who's not as well informed in thinking you are. That is the problem with older tales. They grow over time. They change over time. And while there may still be a nugget or two of truth to them, much of what is true is well, well within the past. And people will cling to those tales. And in many cases, it is that uh, hope of those tales that keeps some people going in the darkest of times. And I do not like to disappoint, but things do not always work out the way we want them. No, they don't. And I imagine that's gotten you into a fair amount of trouble. It has. If it were not for magical aid, I would bear many, many scars of the mistakes I have made in life. Uh, we all bear scars in one way or another, even if no one can see them. Oh yes, they're always the ones that cannot be seen. But the important thing is to learn from it and keep moving forward. It's the only way the world continues to exist as it is. That is true. That's what we are meant for. We are meant to learn. We are meant to grow and experience. And it's good to know that there are those in the world who are willing to step in when necessary. Yes. Oftentimes, people wait too long to act, and by that point, there is not much you can do. That is true. There is much suffering that is needless. And yet you have to decide which fires do you put out and which ones do you leave to others. It's complicated sometimes. That it can be. You may put out one fire and start two smaller ones in the process. When you may look at the fire, think how it won't spread, and the next thing you know, it's consumed an entire world. Yes. So is a major headache. Indeed it is. You remove one person from power who is not fit to wield that power, and three rise to then try to take that person's place. It can cause as much chaos as what you tried to stop in the first place. Have you experienced such a situation yourself? I have experienced that exact situation. A corrupt mayor who had turned to darker arts, and we stepped in as we felt the need required, and thought we had left the village in a better place. And when we returned less than a year later, three separate factions had risen, and they had been at each other's throats the entire time we had been away. Dozens and dozens of villagers uh, paid the price. There is only so much we can do, and 
far too often it does not work out the way we planned. It does not always work out as we planned. That's why I find it useful to prepare others to step in and save for when you cannot, because one person cannot be everywhere at once. That is quite true. Have you ever shared any of your knowledge or skills, even a, even a trick or two, with others to help them maybe perhaps fight better or bend better or get more in touch with who they are? I have tried to show others how to become more attuned with the Earth. In some cases, it does work. In other cases, such as with Sharg, there are some minds that I cannot calm. As, as much as the Earth endures, a raging river will still cut a path through it. As I said, there's only so much one person can do. You can't save everyone. Sometimes people have to learn how to save themselves. Or how to let others save them. Correct. It is hard to save someone who does not wish to be saved. It is, it is. But we do the best we can. We try. And sometimes our best is still not good enough. Unfortunate reality. Correct. That's why I find it helpful to help train and raise up others. So if your best doesn't do it... Perhaps theirs can. That is honorable philosophy. It's something I've learned over time. Uh, there's no such thing as the world having too many defenders. Not with all the forces out there that are trying to bring about the end. That is true. The end will come for all of us one day, though. As long as we have prepared those who follow in our footsteps, we may depart in peace. That is true, and all we can hope for is a good ending, whenever it does come. Yes. So you mentioned you are traveling south. When do you plan to leave? We leave on tomorrow. I am just waiting for Mal to return. She had a meeting with her high priest. So is her high priest in this area or nearby? In the next town over. Who is it that she follows? She follows Tyr. I'm familiar with some of Tyr's followers. They are quite common in this area. As I've worked with some of them for a couple of situations that popped up, they're good people. Generally, yes. Not everyone's perfect, but... True, but they are brave. And many of them can be relied upon when need requires. Which I find it requires a lot. Self-sacrifice is a key proponent of their faith. I have an interesting relationship and opinion when it comes to self-sacrifice. Not many people understand when it is a good time. Yes, and some are too eager at times to sacrifice that which does not need to be. Oh, isn't that the truth? I've multiple times had to restrain people from doing something very unwise. Yes. That is, is the life of an adventurer, and as is the life of being the level-headed one of the group. I know that all too well. How about I get us another round of drinks, and we can talk more, and you can tell me more about what's going on in the South. I may be able to recommend some people to talk to who can help. That would be wonderful. Alright, I'll have another round of drinks. <laughs>
Tales of Adventure is directed and produced by me, Brianna Toiber, as part of Pseudonym Social, a creative podcast network. The music is by Patrick Chester of Chester Studios. To see more of his work, visit his website at chesterstudios.net. Find out more about Pseudonym Social by visiting our website at pseudonymsocial.wordpress.com. If you like what I'm doing and would like to support this podcast, please go to patreon.com slash pseudonymsocial and choose one of the tiers connected to Tales of Adventure. You can also leave a review on iTunes to make our show easier to find for those who need it. 